This is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself, Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do this shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, Jada Muffy? It's Yeti, it's JP, and we are here with the one and only Greena. How are you, sir? Oof. Hello, nice to see you guys. Yeah, as always, make sure you follow us at Three Irish Boys. Um, as you can see down in the bottom, you can follow uh, Greenet. It's at underscore Greenet underscore. Um, please make sure when you're listening to the podcast, you leave us a review. Five stars, always appreciated. If you give us a one star, we will find you and get rid of you. Um, thanks Bye. again, <laughs> Greenet. You are here once again. But this is the video portion that we wanted everybody else. To. We got to see this the first time. Now everybody else gets to see this, dude. How are you? Good. This is this is the exciting part when people get to see faces right now. Like I'm I'm excited. This is cool because you like Josh was saying, like we did just a regular audio interview with you before where we could see it because it was over Skype for us. But you wore the mask the whole time. I hung out yeah, with you. Yeah, you wore the mask the whole weekend. time. I hung out with Green Ant for a weekend, and I did not see his face. Yeah. Well, I did see his face, and that is his face. <laughs> it's all we <laughs> Hung right. out. Looking uh, at this. Well, not this one. This one. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know Ant could As grow always, a beard. I didn't you know Ant could grow a beard. You got sort uh, of a um, El Generico thing going. Uh, I'm, I'm trying my best. Uh, I'm trying to go uh, just north of the border. Uh, you can choose which border. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's been it's been over a year since we've done this, right? I mean, this was right before. I mean, has it been over? Has it been over a year? It's or has it been close to it? It's probably it's, been about a year. I was gonna say because uh, what happened? I'm trying to remember my last year. I thought all of the my timeline has also crunched because of the uh, the Corona. Yeah. And uh, and life and wrestling. Because I think it was June when we were in Rhode Island. Yeah. So it was probably about a year, maybe, maybe a little more than a year. But you've been around the world quite literally since then. So yeah, you've been around like Japan, like you've been places, man. Right? What what have you been up to? It's got to be hard traveling as an ant, though. Uh yeah. Uh, uh thankfully, cars seem more spacious when you're an ant. Uh. But the, the road trips are just that much longer because the, you know, measure of units and distance are a lot different for us. Uh, very do you feel like you, do you get there quicker as an ant? 
Uh, uh, sometimes it feels like it takes longer to get there. Um, <laughs> much, uh, much to my dismay, except uh, I did have a fantastic trip up to Vermont uh, where we uh, stopped um, casually at the Ben and Jerry's factory as that was my one demand oh. <laughs> for going up there was ben to uh, make sure Vermont. that I could take the detour <laughs> to Ben and Jerry's. Vermont is unbelievable. I was up there for a wedding last year. It's just so nice and peaceful, and that's not my style at all. But like, even I had to appreciate it. So, and I did not get Ben and Jerry's the whole <laughs> weekend I was there. Uh, we we stood in the longest line for Ben and Jerry's, and it was, it was well worth it. Now, I get I, I, JTV, I, I've got. I guess we're going to start question and answers here, right? Like we're going to get into this because yeah. I know you like, we, we never like JP and I never talk about what we're going to ask our guests before we do this. So it's always a surprise. <laughs> and we usually end up going, um, I guess basically in the same direction most of the time. Um, and we try not to veer off topic very much, but, uh, you I, know I've where I want to go anyway. So we're going to get there eventually. I know I've got to know, uh, and you tweeted this out earlier in one of the questions specifically, and, and unfortunately they're not here yet to to comment yet. And if you guys are here and you're watching right now, feel free to comment because we'll put it up here. Like if you've got any questions for Green App, please please put them up there. Um, so, do you have a link that I can share? I'll blast the link out real quick, and I'm sure yes. I can get these people. Facebook.com backslash at Three Irish Boys. We are live right now, so all I have to do is follow us um, at Three Irish Boys. Um, on Facebook, and we are we're doing it live right now. That's where we're yeah, at. Yeah, and this will this will of course go up onto the you know the real podcast, and we uh, mm -hmm. we started doing YouTube and TikTok as well, so you can find us in all those oh, at three Irish boys. TikTok. I, I'll take little I take little sound bits. I get um I'm becoming a little bit of a video editor and taking little short sound bits out of some of the interviews and posting to TikTok. <laughs> but the it's, problem uh, is, and, and I say this all the time, like I'm not a 16 year old girl. So I'm not getting the followers. But our buddy Nico has 250,000 followers talking nothing but wrestling on his TikTok. So we'll get there one day. Yeah, Maybe exactly. one of a million people actually pay attention to that, dude. That's what right. I was confused by. Literally. So. Anyway, so the question I have to ask is Japan. How, hmm. what was it like for you? Uh, it was incredible um so i went for essentially the whole month of november uh just going about uh getting there was a was a task um i knew before i was going i wanted to put on a bit more size than what i actually was um at the current time uh i would i think pre-japan i was 165 ish and i i know i wanted to be higher than that uh well heavier than that by the time i got there because uh there's nothing more beneficial to walk it into a new place than being the, the buffest dude in the room uh i did not get the buffest dude in the room i'll tell you that uh <laughs> added about uh 10 pounds in the short time that i knew between being told i was going and going um but getting there uh i arrived in tokyo i got picked up by the ring announcer's son uh noboru if you're listening what's up uh, he speaks uh, English-ish. Um, <laughs> I appreciate the shout-out. Um, uh, and uh, the next day, we were going to the first uh, wrestling uh, match 
uh, from Tokyo to a fish market, like eight hours away. <laughs> uh, so we loaded in this van and um, we, uh, we were, I slept uh, a lot of the way because uh, the only other person in the van that spoke English was the ring announcer and he was driving, uh, played a lot of uh, heavy metal, which was great. Um, and uh, I walk in not knowing where I'm going and uh, I walk in the front door and it's just like a massive fish market. I said, where's the ring going to be? <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, are we wrestling here? Or is this like lunch? They're like, no, 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 wrestle. And I'm like, oh, hmm. okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, where's the ring? And they're like, follow me. And uh, he like took me down this back hallway and up a set of stairs. And plain as no, there's a ring with a whole setup. Now this is this is incredible. I've never seen anything like this on the second floor of a fish market. Right. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I was like, we're gonna start this. Uh, nice and crazy. And then, um, how about Chunko? Did you, did you, try, is that a thing over there? Did you eat? Was that part of where you're at? Uh, JP, look, I stole his question. <laughs> Chunko? Uh, did you eat Chunko? Were you familiar with that? Was that anywhere near you at all? I don't think so. There's a lot of things I ate that I didn't eat, uh, ask what they were. Uh, so that was my trick was to, uh, uh, just eat whatever was put in front of me. And yeah. then, uh, if I liked it, ask for more of it. And if I didn't, uh, just try to remember what it looked like yeah. vaguely. Uh, so I'm like, no, no, no. I've had typically, the typically fish heads, livers, and stomach linings go over there. So. Uh, I had – so the one night after a wrestling match, we went to a Korean barbecue place or something like that, and they had they gave me liver and stomach. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. – uh they made the mistake of telling me ahead of time. And that was <laughs> not, not even, not even, not even. I, I tried it. I was like, ah, well, who knows? Like, what's the worst that could happen? And uh, uh, it didn't taste good. And I regretted every minute. <laughs> JP, do you want to go yeah. more into Chonko since I stole your question? I'm sorry. Yeah, so like, I, I, knew I, was I knew that was your question. I had to steal it. First of all, what's <laughs> up to the couple people in the chat room? What's up, Jason? What's up, Joe Bruin? Missing the Hall of Fame this year, man. Hopefully next year it gets bigger. But the Chonko, Rex Andrews uh, out of Texas went over there. And he stayed um, He stayed at one of the dojos. Yeah. And didn't speak. He didn't have anyone with him that spoke English that could translate for him. But he said in the dojo, they cooked for the students like 24-7. Mm -hmm. But the one thing they cooked was this thing they called Chonko. He didn't know what it was. The best he could describe it was like a cabbage stew. Huh. But he uh, said like there were different things in it different days. Like it was almost like a leftover stew type of thing that was just consistently had cabbage or lettuce in it. Uh, so Michinoku has their own um, uh, proprietary curry. Um, and so we had that uh, on the pot for a lot of the nights. Uh, so um, when you're over so I also stayed in their dojo for uh, most of my time there. And uh, uh, the young boy, um, Oga Sawara, Oga, um, who, who just debuted for them, uh, uh, would cook a big meal on um, Sunday or Monday. Uh, and then it would, like, it was just a curry that would sit in the pot uh, for you know, four or five days. Um, and uh, occasionally I would make my own food. 
and uh, some nights that I got lucky, I'd be taken out to dinner uh, <laughs> uh, to then explore a little bit more of the Japanese culture. But uh, curry was always on. Uh, and uh, for me, there's a lot of uh, ramen noodles being eaten. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a thing they say like over there. Like uh, People will sort of sponsor you for meals. Yeah. Uh, the other person I had a chance to talk about it was Iva. Uh, when he was yeah, over there with yeah. um, with the Wall Raiders, and he said the only thing he could do when they went to a menu was have no idea what he was ordering, but ordered whatever had the most protein because I guess it lists the protein on the menus there, uh, and he would just point to that so he knew he'd get something that was at least going to fill him up. <laughs> I uh, I went by pictures a lot. Um, this was like this looks like a cheeseburger. I learned quickly uh, <laughs> uh, how to tell uh, whoever be with me. Uh, hey, I, I just want meat, like no fish, please. Because like, uh, my first night we had sushi, and uh, I knew going into this, I wasn't uh, that much of a sushi person. Uh, but then uh, I was like, no, I have to try it. Like I'm here. Like there's, it'd be rude for me to not, you know, yeah. try to broaden my horizons. Yeah. Um, so I tried it the first night, and I was like, eh, not not the biggest fan. Uh, but like I learned how to use chopsticks, and I was like, "That'll." If I need to eat it, I'll be I'll be fine. Uh, is it my first choice? Probably not. So then, after the fish market uh, match, uh, we went to one of these fan meetings uh, where like the fans pay certain money to uh, have dinner with the wrestlers, and the wrestlers come in and eat. Um, and like usually, like they're like a big get together, and I really enjoyed those. Cause I had a whole bunch of them when I was there, um, but like. Uh, it was at this really upscale uh, sushi place. Like, uh, walk in, take your shoes off, uh, all that, you know, fun stuff that Old wasn't really, like, not really expecting going into as the uh, the American who does not do that at the fast food places that I usually eat at after I wrestle. Um, so I uh, sit down and uh, they're like, well, what do you want to eat? And I was, I don't know, like, whatever you guys think is whatever you guys are pulling out. Cause like, I don't want to also be like, yeah, the most expensive thing on the menu. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I'll take whatever. Like, I'm just kind of hungry. Um, and they brought out this like extravagant, uh, plate of fish, um, with like a clam that was smoking. Yeah. And there's like shells and all that. And they're like, Oh, it's just a buffet. And like, oh, uh, okay. And I was like, well, what is like, what is it? And they're like, um, uh, Taro Nohashi, uh, was kind of translating for me. Uh, but there's a lot of words that we get stuck on, on like, what fish is this? And yeah. you tell me it's not a fish I ever heard of because they're not uh, <laughs> indigenous to the Delaware river or the Atlantic ocean. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. Okay. Uh, and, all right. Whatever. So I'd try it. Uh, and after a while they, they realized that like, maybe not fish. Uh, so they're like, do you want meat? And I was like, yes. Uh, so they bring out this big tray of meat. I was like, where was this like an hour ago? <laughs> I was like, I'll take all of this, please. Uh, most delicious meat what did, I've ever <laughs> What did you find um, most interesting, kind of moving from the food, what did you find most interesting about the culture while you were there for that one? Uh, there's, there's one thing that like completely caught me off guard that uh, no one ever tells you about before you go. Um, 
all of my transactions, I don't take money hand to hand. There's a little dish next to the cashier. You stick your money in the dish. Uh, so the first night I went to uh, the biggest uh, mall in the area, uh, Naburu. Uh, and uh, like we go to this candy store and buy a bunch of candy. I'm like, I'm going to be here for a while. Uh, let's get a taste for the sweets over here. Uh, and I put myself on the counter and like, I go to hand the cashier money and she just stares at me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then she like, she like looks uh, down. How much do I give you? Yeah. And I'm just like, huh? And she's like, hmm? And I'm like, hmm. And mm. everyone's like, put it in the, the cup. Like, okay. Uh, and then she like, finish the transaction. And I was just like, huh? No one, no one really told me that this was going to be a thing. Uh, and like they sometimes they ask questions as they're bringing you up like a good customer service person would. Cause I have no idea what they're saying. So I was like, ah, uh, hi, hi. Uh, and they start laughing at me. And um, I was like, wow, this is terrible. The one time I delayed one of our cars, like our road trip cars, uh, we stopped at like a 7-Eleven equivalent over there um, for lunch. So like, grab your snack, take it with you in the car. And like, I got like, got some food. Went to pay for it, and she asked a question, and I was like, uh, "Hi, yes." And um, then, like, next thing I know, she's putting it in a microwave, like the cashier. Uh, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not. I didn't plan on this being microwaved, uh, nor did I plan on holding up the car for my microwaved food because I was the last guy in line." <laughs> and so uh, Dick Togo is at the door, going, "Anton, come on." <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my food, uh, <laughs> Togo-san, I, I've got to wait. <laughs> and he's just like, why? <laughs> and I was like, uh, they're microwaving my food. And he's why? <laughs> What'd you do that for? Like, Togo-san, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of um, like miscommunications uh, that made me feel really bad. <laughs> Now, what was training like there compared to here? Because I'm sure you had a, if you were, especially where you stayed at the dojo. Uh, training was uh, a lot different. Uh, so in America, I'm very much used to training at night. <laughs> I'm very much uh, like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. <laughs> All right. Until yeah. 3 in the morning-ish somewhere. Like, boom, yeah. prime time for some wrestling. Uh, at the dojo, the training was 9 a.m., I believe, uh, was when we started warm-ups, 9.30, one of them. Uh, and uh, Ogo would wake up ahead of time to uh, vacuum the building. So uh, I, it took a long time for my sleep schedule to catch up to Japanese time. And uh, Is it Japanese or Japantes at this point? <laughs> Well, with all my fans over there, Jap Antonies when I was there, for sure. Uh, Man, you never stop with it. You never stop with the colony jokes. You never stop with the ant jokes. Like, you just, you bring, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what you're, you're, They're I think always it's the shirt I don't think the shirt. I want to be in the, I want to be in the colony. I can be the world's <laughs> largest ant, Andre the Giant. <laughs> uh. Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen uh, JP hold a beer can? Have you ever like he makes a like that picture of Andre the Giant when he's holding the beer can, like that huge hand? 
JP has those type of hands. When he holds a water bottle, um, I always feel like he is holding an eight ounce one instead of a sixteen ounce water bottle. Like it's very deceptive on the, the computer screen that people are probably watching on. Uh, JP is ginormous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I want you to know. Yeah, like he look at his neck. Like he's got a he he has some amazing neck muscles to hold that head up. Like like you might be like, oh well, you know, he's what, six one? No, JP, you're probably six five. That's uh, six seven ish. I think uh, you're six eight. Like I that is uh quite the difference than what I think most people would imagine. Yeah. Uh, oh, one JP like- looks like from this low angle here. When I show up at a wrestling show to help out with the ring or do security or whatever, and everyone's like, when do you wrestle? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not athletic. That's up to these guys. <laughs> I'm here to make sure you guys stay safe, and they stay safe while the ring is put together. That is 100% true. I, I think you're athletic. I just don't think you've given yourself the ability to do it yet. Yeah, no, absolutely. And no, I would not. I, I respect what they do way too much. So we're, we're we're twenty minutes into this thing. We've got Japan covered. We got the food covered. We got the one tweet covered from everything. Um, so um, Delaney Campbell has a question for you, man. Uh, what was your favorite or most memorable match from your time in Japan? Uh, it's so hard to pick a favorite match uh, because I got to wrestle some really great people over there. Um, I, I wrestled Sasuke once uh, in an elementary school. Uh, in a four-on-four match uh, with the uh, the worst-looking uh, Avengers you could possibly imagine, <laughs> the picture <laughs> of the four of us in the ring was uh, just quite the look. Uh, but uh, uh, that was a, the same. That was a match where I'm wrestling Sasuke and the Brahmin brothers, uh, Ka and Shu, and then uh, this uh, pretty Ota uh, uh, guy. And uh, in the middle of the match, we just start brawling on the floor. And I get in a boxing match with uh, one of the Brahmin brothers, uh, and now we're we're actually boxing in front of the crowd, <laughs> all because uh, there was supposed to be a, a child's uh, martial arts demonstration uh, <laughs> at intermission, <laughs> and so uh, as we were fighting, he found the one set of gloves, and I found the next set, and we decided that was it was go count time. So that um, just happened. It, it wasn't one of those. It yeah, no. just happened. Yeah, he found he found a set, and I found a set, and uh, he squared up, and uh, uh, I lost uh, miserably. He punched me in the face a lot. <laughs> Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Yeah, and well, it's like the first punch. I was like, "Oh, this is terrible," um, uh, but whatever. Like we're boxing, I can deal with that. And then it's like I start hitting him back, and he starts throwing kicks. And I was like, "These are not kickboxing gloves, my friend. This is not MMA." Uh, I signed up for good old fisticuffs, and you. You started throwing in the extra. No. Um, that, the, that's uh, funny. That, now, did you find when you went over there, did the crowd already know who you were? I don't think so. Um, trying to remember the first night. Um, because, uh, so I got put, they have like a little program book. Uh, and uh, in the book, there's uh, all the wrestlers. And uh, Boomer Hatfield was supposed to be over the month before, so they put him in. Uh, with all the wrong stats, they said that Boomer Hatfield is six three. They had uh, Dasher's Hatfield. They had Dasher stuff in there. Oh, uh, like even more inflated than Dasher Hatfield. 
five on a good day. Uh, no, uh, he's the tallest of the car guys coming over. No, that's not true at all. Um, but then, so I was right next to uh, Boomer. Um, so there's a few people in the crowd that uh, cheered for me. Um, but it, it helped a lot. Um, the first night I wrestled uh, the the Appleman and who's there? Uh, uh, I think Rui might have been their third. Um, no, it was Kengo, because uh, he speaks a uh, moderate amount of English. He's uh, a great guy. Um, they uh, they picked me up, the uh, the Yapper men, and walked me in the ring like an ant rocket, uh, yelling, green ant, green ant, uh, <laughs> in an effort to uh, to embarrass me, which only made the crowd uh, chant my name more, uh, <laughs> which I enjoyed. <laughs> Uh, and the joke was on them uh, because uh, at that point I was, you know, 178 pounds. Uh, so good luck carrying. You were this, over, weren't you? You were over with the fans. This large lump of man carry that around <laughs> like a rocket. <laughs> I heard uh, they loaded me up uh, to carry me. And at one point, the other one didn't have me. And I just heard uh, one of the Apple men just go, oh, and I was only partially offended but also laughing uh because i realized how heavy i'd actually become in my time to go to japan <laughs> well, i'm i'm gonna ask this in a safe way that i think it's safe for you to answer um communication oh in the oh ring. God. what's the trash talking like in the ring in japan where communication has to be a little bit tougher yeah uh there was um the trash talking a lot of the time was me uh, uh, continually saying "ouch." Um, <laughs> this is one of the few words that I had in my uh, vocabulary. Uh, <laughs> that sort of translated to every is language. Is that Japanese for too stiff? Uh, uh, so uh, there was a lot of uh, "ite." Uh, so I, "ite," "ite." <laughs> um, the referee would ask me how I was doing, um, and I would uh, cal- calmly. Uh, respond in English going, not well, uh, but he didn't uh, pick up on that. So <laughs> that was the goal. I'm, um, I'm surprised they didn't uh, have a different way of asking that. Uh, uh, I learned uh, uh, quickly the uh, uh, asking uh, if I was okay. Um, uh, but my replies were always uh, short and uh to the point <laughs> so, what a, yeah. what what do you uh what is the i'm gonna ask this carefully like jp said how different is the dance over there compared to um the wrestle factory uh i'm trying to carefully dance into the right, answer right. <laughs> the, um, the, communi- the communication has to be extremely difficult part uh communication was uh a lot of the uh, a lot of the a lot of the approaches and posts and jordan grace has talked about this too is it's yeah it's one of those things where if you know how to do the two-step you know how to do the two-step if you know how to do the waltz you know how to do the waltz if you know how to do um the dixie yeah. jig you know how to do dixie jig but if you pull out if you ask me to break dance i can't do it uh so the benefit for me, uh, a lot of the guys in Michinoku trained out of uh, the Toriyaman Dojo. Um, okay. A lot of them 
went down to Mexico and trained under Skyda. Skyda also trained at the Wrestle Factory for uh, okay. six or seven years. So there's a bit of a shared language uh, in motion, maybe not in terminology. Yeah, no, yes, uh, absolutely, because there's a there's definitely a a style. Yeah. Uh, so uh, every match kind of starts off with this five-ish or so minute feeling out process until you start learning your opponent if you're getting what I'm putting down uh, of going out there and uh, just kind of doing uh, trying to see who can better the person uh, <laughs> uh, is it when you're when you're when you're getting ready to, to perform um, and you talked about that communication portion of that. Like, do you guys have translators there, or is it just like it would uh, be anywhere else where it's you, it's you and the, it's you and your partner, and you guys are you, you're like, here we go. Uh, it was a lot of me and my opponent. Uh, if we didn't understand something, there was a lot of, well, if you lay down and I do this, uh, this is what it would look like. Um, there's also hmm, some of our some of the trainees were not clued in yet. Got you. Yep. So ring time was uh, premium on show day uh, because as long as uh, the trainee wasn't around, uh, you could warm up. Yeah. And, so when, when you're talking about warming up and getting ready to go and um, it's obviously, I mean, I don't want to get into too much fourth wall stuff, but this is one of those things like everybody that I talk to talks about is it's the, the dance that you do. And Anthony Green put it perfectly when he said this is it's just two strangers getting together. You're going to put together a blockbuster uh, movie. Uh, you just met each other. You're going to be the, the actor and you're going to be the co-star. And you've got to figure out that entire script within a certain amount of time and make it happen within an hour. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and have it shot, filmed and uh, recorded, ready to go in two hours. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of, um, on that trip, uh, heading into that trip, I really enjoyed the, the freeness of going into a ring and just doing and not having to think much more than, you know, whatever step I was going through, next um i conditioned my brain a lot of if i'm in a situation that i need to get out of i will have an exit plan so that helped me um on the some of the beginning structures of these matches um as we got down into the the nitty-gritty sections uh there's a lot of repetition um I, I found out my uh, my my John Cena five moves of doom on that trip um, and used them to my advantage. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of just like recognizing where we were in the moment, seeing, knowing that like they're going to keep me safe, I'm going to keep me safe, and I'm going to keep them safe. And it was just the uh, we'll yeah. we'll handle it the when it gets in there. I don't believe that there's anything that'll happen that'll intentionally hurt me. 
Yeah, and that's the point I want to get to is that you're you're really getting over. I mean, you're going over there and you're training, and you're trusting people that you have never worked with before. It's a total trust. You have to, you have to trust that person. It's one of those things. And communication, you've got to break through that barrier to like, okay, just because we can't communicate doesn't mean that I can't trust this guy. Well, like, and like, there's a lot of like because we can't communicate verbally, verbally, but like, there's a lot of nonverbal communication that happens. even just in the windup of a move to that, like I can clue in on. Uh, how, how much more stiff was it over there? Was it more stiff? That's uh, no, I felt I was murdering people. Okay. And uh, oh. the one, uh, so one, the night, uh, one night I was over there, Liger was doing his retirement match for the whole oh. of Tohoku. Um, I, I embarrassed myself in front of Liger uh, by not knowing enough Japanese and panicking, but that's okay. Uh, he's retired now. I'll never have to wrestle him. That's a, he probably doesn't remember me. Oh, um, he will. Oh, he will. He will. Uh, he's, he's, oh, you. You won. Yeah. Uh, Anto from Jakar uh, got me. Got me good. Uh, uh, Tohoku Junior Heavyweight Champion uh, Musashi wrestled uh, the challenger can go and uh, in one of probably my favorite matches I got to sit and watch over there uh, because after I wrestled my match, I was like, I want to go down and watch Liger. I want to watch Musashi, but you know, I want to watch the, uh, the tag match. Like, go on, go for it. Thank you. Uh, so I got to sit in amongst the crowd at my merch table, watching it all. Um, and these guys beat the hell out of each other. They're they're doing all the big match uh, like you would think they're in the New Japan like you'd think they'd be in the Tokyo Dome is what they're pulling out and I I was amazed uh, this is incredible um, not a mark on them uh, like chop fests and all that like maybe a little red nothing broken no skin broken none of that with the amount of chop that they were throwing uh, the next day Kengo wrestled a, a uh, some other guy and comes back with his whole neck bright red and like, you know, split open from getting hit. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it seems like it's hit or miss over there. Uh, I can tell you there's a few times I caught people uh, where I could feel their teeth in my shoe with a super kick. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I could hear the crowd go, oh, and uh, <laughs> they said they were okay, but uh, I didn't believe them. Not for a minute. <laughs> See, even even the oohs are different in Japan because in, in yeah. the states we go oh, in Japan they go ooh. But uh, Japan, it's almost like a golf match, sort of. They don't. It is like like it's quiet. Uh, cheering was a lot different. Uh, like in America, like we, we try to get like the whole crowd in at once, uh, and like you know people generally pick up on like a chant. Uh, there, it's like one random person scattered throughout the room just yelling your name. Uh, like I'd, I'd be doing like I'd be in a hold uh, trying to figure a way out of it and like across the ring I'd just hear Anto and behind me I'd hear Anto uh, like, but I, it's just all the way like it, it was not like a unified like ant chant uh, so it's just one of those like getting used to um, that was was different uh, Leo oh. Connors, who does a, a TV show up here with another one coming, 
pretty soon. Oh, uh, the Indy Insider, New England Indy Insider. Sorry, that actually will be a part of. Uh, but he wants to know how long have you been an ant? Uh, well, I've been uh, wrestling uh, full time, part time uh, for three years now. I hit my three year mark uh, February, February 5th. And but of course, you've been an ant your whole life, but a wrestling ant yeah. three years. Okay. Now, you're sort of like the veteran ant now, too. Uh, well, I mean, Fire Ant's still around. Fire Ant uh, comes and trains us every now and then. You know, before this, uh, he's just I can't. all been a little. Like I, I can't. I can't. It's so hard for me. Like, this is the hardest thing in the world for me to, like, Silver Ant, Fire Ant. Like, it's, it's hard for me to hold it in and continue to hold it in. <laughs> and, I mean, for me, it's the love of Chikara. It's the love of the brand. It's mm -hmm. everything, right, JP? Do you think the ants could ever be an army again? Again, a question I asked in a safe way. Selfishly. Selfish. Uh, I hope that answer uh, follows with a whole bunch of zeros behind the first number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <if it> ever <laughs> does. Um, Do you... <laughs> yeah. Do I want it to come back? Uh, do I want them to come and rejoin me? Uh, selfishly, yes, I'd like to team with them, but also I want them uh, to stay retired. Uh, the ones that have retired and uh, do what is best for them. Do you how? And it's hard. I guess this is the hardest part for me is because as a Chikara fan and Chikara since inception, um, Colony and Fist has been an integral part of my life. Like it's the ongoing feud that is bigger than any other feud. I, I, I can't find one. I mean, is there one? Is there a, is there a feud bigger? And no matter what you're talking about, when you're talking about Colony feud, like Colony Fist, uh, you throw the Crucible in there now. Uh, with Punku with Ophidian, like yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Is that do you can you compare that to anything else out there right now? Uh, right now, absolutely not. Um, maybe uh, the Midnight Express and the Midnight Rockers, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but uh, right now, I don't know that there are many uh, factions that are feuding for as long as. Uh, the colony and fist have it outdates most of the members of both groups, yeah, with I think, uh, one exception, right? Uh, Icarus, Icarus, Icarus. Yeah. yes, yeah. Um, with fire and being on the fringe, uh, I still, I still count him because I do not want to become the de facto leader of the colony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say this, you, um, you, you, right. That, that, it's uh, funny that you're both the resilient rookie and sort of, like I said, you're the sort of you sort of are the veteran there now. Between you and Thief, I mean, I, we've had long discussions about this between Thief and I. And so is, uh, is Fire Ant actually has he left the colony? No, uh, Fire Ant is still uh, certainly with the colony. Um, okay, he's uh taking some time off, but he right. is not gone. Special appearances when necessary. Mm -hmm. He's uh, 
he wants <sighs> us younger guys to yeah. go and perform. And that's how it should, he sort of passed uh, Fire Ant, passed a lit torch to you, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, uh, believe me, is uh, petrifying. Uh, <laughs> I bet uh, it is. I, no. Like, JP, we're, we're, 40 minutes, we're 40 minutes into this, right? And I, I want to kind of two parts of this, right? So one, I want to I want to ask Green Ant, like, do you do you feel like wrestling will ever like I put that down there? Like, is wrestling ever going to be normal again, like our normal, where it's weekend? You're traveling, you're here, you're in the seat, you're you're doing four shows a week, you're traveling to Japan. You know, the bigger guys are filling arenas. Like, do you feel like it's ever going to be like that normal again? Uh, I think it is going to certainly take a lot of time. Um, I don't think, I think earliest might be 2021, we get to having travel shows again. Um, and that's just like broadcasting through the lens of what I'm seeing right now. Uh, JP knows more of my background than uh, you know I can reveal um, some days on the outside of the, the yes. anthill. Yes. Um, but do I feel like it is a smart choice to dive back into the norm uh, as soon as humanly possible? I, I don't. Um, I, I'm one of those. Do you feel like uh, like the, the times, like the Action Arcade, you got the Action Arcade going on yes. right now, which is yeah. pretty cool because um, you're able to bring in some really cool talent and do some really cool things. Is, uh -huh. is that, um, how is that for you guys? Like, are you, are you able to, uh, how, like, how is it for you guys? Like, what, what's uh, it like for you? I'm trying to come up with the answer that won't. <laughs> you, it's I, it's a hard me. question, and it's yeah. Uh, so a lot of this stuff has been pre-taped ahead of time. Yes. For all of this, uh, you know, we just went through Young Lions Cup on uh, Action Arcade, and you could uh, watch all of Young Lions Cup in its entirety uh, when we had it in February. Yes. Something like that. Or for um, $7.99, you can still watch it on Chitaratopia. Yeah. So um, a lot of what is being put out uh, is repurposed footage. Um, there's a lot of um, segments that are being made at home. Um, yes. So. And that's, that, I think the reason I asked this is because we talked about this the other day is like, People that do what we do on a regular basis, they do podcasts and they talk about things that um, are really, uh, um, how do you say this? Um, I think it's crap, man. I think it's crap that people, uh, it's a different, the COVID era is a different pro wrestling area. Like we're blessed and we're lucky to be able to have what we have without the crowds. I understand that. The Mondays and the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays and the Fridays, the stuff that people are, are watching is totally different. My problem is is that I'm I'm people now are getting to experience what I've experienced my 
entire life is the only way I've got to experience pro wrestling is through this, like through this device on my television, on my computer, on my laptop, on my whatever. Guess what? Welcome to my world. And I am so, so lucky to still be able to have it. I'm not going to shit on the product. I'm not going to shit on the people. I'm not going to excuse my French. Like, I'm not going to do that because I'm so fortunate to be able to have a thing that's that is so important to me that I, it's a different the COVID era of pro wrestling we have to adjust we have to adapt and we have to make it what it is it's not going to be the same so to continue to to compare pre-COVID to current COVID I think is completely unfair and uh, like over the last three four years there's been so much wrestling that's happened uh, in front of crowds that no one has been able to consume all of the pro wrestling that's been out there. I can no, tell you. No way. I try to, and it does not work. <laughs> um, you can't. You can't. Like, can't. So there's a three-year window of time with promotions that have top stars now, guys that are rising through the ranks, that have footage out there with crowds. So if you want your crowd interaction, it's all there. And everyone and, everyone and their mother's got a streaming service. Like, there is wrestling to be watched. There's, I, I, I understand a desire to get back to in-person, in-ring, uh, you know, in front of crowd stuff. But for me, that time's not right now. Like, I. Is, uh, is there any? Is there? Is there any amount of money right now? And this is what's so hard for me to explain to people. Is there any amount of money? Can you put um, a, a dollar amount on? Hey, we're gonna have a show. Um, it's gonna be on Wednesday night. There's probably gonna be about thirty-five thousand people there. Is there? Is it worth it to you to put not only your life in danger, but anybody else that wants to attend that? So, uh, what I know from AEW, um, all the wrestlers show up. They get uh, a COVID test. Um, and if they're negative, you continue on and you wrestle. Um, I don't see that carrying down to the to the. So you're basically level. treating Correct. treating this just like you're treating right. this just like you would any any other business. Like when I go into business and I'm doing my day to day job, I'm masked up. I got my gloves on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I go in there, they got to put a thermometer under my tongue. I'm good to go. You're in. Yeah. Right. And so they're doing the testing. Uh, and it's all their employees, and it's only wrestlers in the crowd, save for the few, like, whoever these are that run around in the background of camera shots every now and then. Um, for me, I know I know that you can't test 35,000 people, 3,500, 30 people, 400. It doesn't matter. Like, I know that's not happening at the independent level. Um, for me, going back right now is not – I'm not looking to go back right now. Um, it's also, uh, just as this was all um, kicking off, uh, from my time in Japan, uh, I did rack up a few injuries that I was looking to take time to heal up. Um, and this uh, struck right at the prime time. Uh, because I can tell you, uh, the only wrestlers that aren't feeling pain all the time are the wrestlers that don't wrestle yet. Um, so... We all need this time to heal up our bodies. Like, we're all running fast and loose. Uh, it was a wrestler's market to get signed. Um, WWE was picking up anyone they could. AEW's picking up the rest. 
TNA and ROH are fighting over who's the top next top star. And you still um, get MLW in the mix now too. Yeah, and like if GCW showing up on GCW is the gateway to PWG, which is the gateway to AEW. Um, and like so, we're all running, you know, our bodies hard through as much as we can to get a GIF, to get a retweet, to get anyone to look at us. Um, everyone's hurt. Being able to take time off and remember that, you know, I'm uh, mid 20s uh, and laying down or standing and walking or sitting for a long time should not hurt. Uh, these are these are things that we need to heal, uh, need to take time to rehab. Uh, we need to work through all the injuries that we you know, have neglected. And right now, you're not turning down any bookings. You're not losing, you're losing money because you're not wrestling, but you're not telling people, Hey, I'm going to show up here and I need to take time off because of an injury. Like this is the time for the rest of us as a group to make ourselves feel better. I got two things. One TIW mafia OG in the chat. Woody, what's up, man? Two, <laughs> how bad are the ropes going to suck when you go back? Uh, <laughs> not looking forward to it. <laughs> um, the back's going to be bruised up again. And the first bumps, like, it's going to be just like restarting, which, uh, it's okay. How real, that just, how, how real is ring rust? Like, that's a thing, but how real is it? Um, the rope, do the ropes hurt? Uh, Chikara's ropes are, uh, airline cable wrapped in a, you know, a hose and then one layer of electrical tape around it to put a color on it. Um, they are miserable. <laughs> uh, especially when they're set the way I like them, so I can do some springy boy stuff. Yeah. Uh, is, that why Ophidian, is that why Ophidian took him down? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he realized how much damage it was doing and said, we don't need these. <laughs> You're safer landing on the floor than you are hitting this rope. I remember <laughs> a ring rental for Chikara up here, and uh, the ring that we had at the time was rope rope. Oh man! And rope rope, you can actually do a lot of the springboard stuff off if you're trained for it, and you'll mm -hmm. get the spring off of it if you trip. But if you're used to cable, which all of the Chikara guys were, uh, my buddy Kyle, it was his ring. He got so mad because all the Chikara guys were complaining about the ropes, and they weren't <laughs> loose; they were tight. But they were, oh man, the, the these we can't do nothing with these. My buddy Kyle is just like you could almost hear him yelling, like, Yes, you can. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, the steel cable is you, you can, you definitely, from what I can see, people definitely get a lot more comfortable on there going off the top and stuff because you get that little more, you definitely get a more stability out of it. Yeah, it, it, it feels a lot more sturdy underneath your yeah. feet. Um, that's not to say I haven't learned tricks around that. Uh, because there's been some, I've been in some cable rings that are hot garbage as well. <laughs> uh, no shit. That's, I've put a few of those together. So we got we got 10 minutes left, JP, and I've <clears throat> been wanting to ask this question since we the last time that we interviewed Green Ant. Mm -hmm. um, how, how did the idea of Green Ant come to fruition for you and whose idea was it to become that? Uh, so, uh, thankfully, we just kind of touched on this in Action Arcade, yes. so I can, I can speak some more about it. 
Um, yes. Uh, so uh, as a fan, um, I was always uh, a fan of the colony. Um, within the first six or seven months of me starting to go to Chikara matches is when the first Green Ant showed up. Yes. Um, and uh, immediately I was, this is, this is who I want to be if I ever wrestle. Like this, this is, you know, he's not that big, pretty lanky, uh, but he wrestles with heart. Um, and then uh, when I started training, uh, there was a bit of a crossover between uh, the original Green Ant and me, uh, where I think we trained together maybe once before he was forced into retirement. Uh, and uh, in that time, we kind of realized how, like, I, I could see it. He told me, like, you are uh, how I was when I started. And it, it, like, made me chuckle because I was like, good, because I want to be you. <laughs> like, you are who I've aspired to be. Um, That's probably the and, highest uh, compliment you can pay somebody. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, he gets forced into retirement, goes away. Um, I keep training. Um, and I'm telling like anyone I can get my hands on to, to let them know, man, you know, it'd be cool having green ant come back. That would be great. <laughs> A new green ant. <laughs> like joking, but like also not. Um, uh, but then we're like, we'd have a lot of nights at training where you're just getting beat up. Like, there's a lot of nights where like you need to learn how to fall correctly, um, which just means you're you're taking a lot of the hits. Um, and like, I'd be there, uh, take the biggest one and get back up, do it again, take the biggest one and get back up. Uh, and so like you, you move past that stage uh, in some time, uh, and then there are nights that like I'm opening the building. And I'm closing the building at 3 a.m. So I'm there at, at 7. Uh, I'm in the ring by 7.15. We're in there, the class from 8 to 10. Everyone leaves, but I'm still there. Uh, training till 3 in the morning. Trying to perfect anything. A lot of a lot of tricks that I never broke out. A lot of cool things that like you can kind of see hints of when I do them. Um, but just being there. Um, there's, uh, there's some time that I spent, uh, there was a, a long period in, uh, Chikara Wrestle Factory schedule where Saturdays were six hour affairs, wow. sometimes eight, if you included the break, um, whereas three classes back to back, um, and I would be there for them all, uh, including the finals of the one, which like the end class of the one, which was a 30 minute tag match in the, the one class. Uh, that moved into a two-hour tag match in the next class where my tag partner wasn't there for the first hour. Um, so I just wrestled 30 <laughs> minutes, uh, took a sip of water, got back in the ring, and wrestled uh, uh, Quack and Ophidian for two hours with the first hour not having a partner. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> did so, you just say? Did you just say that you wrestled a handicap match against Mike Quackenbush in Ophidian. So they was, had the uh, advantage of being able to take a break and tag it out. You didn't. Yeah, I yes. wouldn't say it was much of a match. Uh, it was a lot of uh, me uh, trying to, you know, not die. Um, yeah. Hey, kid, let me try this. <laughs> trying to, you know, also looking towards the door, being like, is he here yet? Okay, he's not. <laughs> 
I um, guess the cool thing for me is when I hear you say that is, and JP, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I may be assuming way out there, but when you've got a Mike Quackenbush, you know, Fidian, you know, ring with green ant, that's huge. Like that's huge. Right. And you're willing um, to stay there and put in the work and, and you're doing, you're doing what most people probably don't realize needs to happen is you're the first one there and the last one to leave. And that match is probably the reason why you are the first one in and the last one to go, right? Uh, there's uh, since my first training class, I was like, "Wow, this is this is something I want to do all the time." And like, I have a trouble, like, I have trouble, especially like when I'm hurt being around a ring, because I just want to be in it. So like, I have to like keep myself away from the ring uh, because I like every time I'm near one, I'm just, like, I have something new I want to try. Like, and I was like, well, if I, if I, if I don't roll on this shoulder, I'll be all right. It's always a lie. Like, I always hurt myself more. Um, so like, I've had to like limit myself when I'm injured. Um, but like, it's a lot of times when Quack's warming up for his matches that he needs people to roll around with. And, like, it's me and Travis. <laughs> like Travis and I are the first ones in the ring. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, you need someone here? Like, it's one of us. Choose us. Um, That's. Do you, you know, you just mentioned like you there. You thought there was another another green ant that could come back, and I I only have four minutes left, and this is the other. JP just watching me go. Um, do you ever like the man of a thousand holes, Quack? Will there will there ever be another Mike Quackenbush? Like the intelligence, what he does, what he brings, what he what he gives to pro wrestlers in the classes, even through YouTube or whatever he needs to do, especially in this like. Is there is there can you think of anybody comparable that you've been able to learn as much from uh outside of the Wrestle Factory more than Mike? Uh, so uh a little secret in on the uh the in the in the, the carnival lifestyle that we have right now. Uh there is a Facebook group right now for wrestlers to, you know, converge in and, and train. Um and I see uh, a lot of stuff from uh Tyson Dew in um, Canada. Uh, yeah. uh, Sin Bodhi uh, is actually the, it is through the snake, but uh, Sin Bodhi's, you know, yeah. thing is put it all together. Um, like, there's a lot it's of guys. It's cool to there. hear that name. It's really cool to yeah, hear that name. Sin does a lot still. Like we, we, back in the day, uh, Green Ant, we used to have Sin on all the time uh, <laughs> before Kazani, actually. Yeah. Um, and he's such a good dude. He's le helping lead the charge to make sure that we don't go without training. That's awesome. And um, he's a here's, here's a, I guess here's the way I look at it is because I've been watching pro. I mean, it's I'm lucky because I'm 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 45 years old, mm -hmm. and I've seen every freaking WrestleMania. I've 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 watched it from the time that I could be on my grandfather's lap, and. I can't think of two. I guess you could throw Sid in there. I, I don't know. I can't think of two more more um, intellectually armed individuals than Mike Quackenbush and Dr. Tom Pritchard. Like the two people that can teach you everything you need to know about um, the business that is pro wrestling and the psychology behind it. Right? Or observe. Am I wrong? I mean, that's just my. That's just my two. That's just my two, but Quack is up there, man. Yeah. Uh, the 
it's funny because like uh so a lot of our style is is taken directly from michinoku uh which was taken from the Toriman dojo and ultimate dragon like ultimo dragon who supplemented his trainings through skyda um so it's like to go back and trace our like lineage to there's there's one guy that really broaden our horizon except Chikara is more than just uh, a Yave or a Lucha Libre style. Like, I've learned. I have the ability to learn just about every style of wrestling that there is out there through Chikara, which uh, is, I don't know how to tell people this in a non-sales catchy way, but I love it. <laughs> no, no, you have to sell it. You have to sell it in a sales catchy way because I think you kind of have before. But you could, yeah. But like the thing with the Chikara training. Is you could literally go to any country in the world and be comfortable with the skill set you learned at Chikara. Yeah, uh, I wrestled a pretzel death match once using all the tropes from deathmatch wrestling, but no, not I'm not gonna lie, the pretzels hurt a lot. Uh, <laughs> more so the fists behind the pretzels after the, the pretzel breaks off because it's uh flimsy. Uh, but like uh, being able to know that, like, I have all these different languages that I can pick from. And you know, I know the tropes and I know how to pull from them to make. So what you're saying magic. is Matt Tremont should watch himself because you're coming for him. Uh, <laughs> if he wants a pretzel death match, he knows where to find me. <laughs> I'll supply the pretzels. <laughs> hey, with the, hey, we're an hour in. Green at man, yeah. I appreciate the time again, man. It's just so... Um, invigorating for me to be able to sit down with a member from the colony because I'm a mark. I'm gonna all this. I mean, I mean, I'm wearing this right. I'm wearing Mr. Touchdown. Listen, AP. we're here with we're sweet yeah. and sour. You're wearing Larry Sweeney. I wanted to make sure I got that out there because you know it's Larry Sweeney um, being gone. Um, Eddie Kingston said it right. I mean, there will never be another too sweet Sweeney. Never, never ever. Can I do a quick Larry Sweeney story? Yes, uh, please do. One of the Chikara ring rentals, right? Um, there was a young kid that was helping us out on the rental. And he was maybe 12 or 13 years old, and he said to the promoter, that the, the ring owner, like, uh, is it cool if I ask Mike if I can go in the locker room and do an interview with a couple of the guys? And he had a couple of specifics. And he, they said, sure, if Quack's all right with it, go ahead. So Quack assembled a few of the guys, and this this building had a little like conference room almost. And the first one to give him an interview was Larry Sweeney. And Anthony Green can back up that whole story one hundred percent. That was Anthony wanted to do. Anthony was doing a party. Hey man! Uh, oh my God! I'm so. Uh, dude, I'm so happy that you're wearing that T-shirt. I'm so I'm I've got my money saved up, but I'm actually getting ready to uh, have you make uh, not only a custom mask for me, but uh, I want to see if you'll make one for my little three-year-old boy because um, he sits down with me on Saturday mornings. We don't watch uh, we don't watch cartoons, dude. We watch Jakara. We watch Action Arcade. We watch old stuff, and it's a good time and i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart man just having the drive and the desire and the love and the passion um to bring it back man 
Now, where can people, when this is all over and everything is safe, and I know why you want to wait until everything's 100% safe. I do understand one, and I'm the same way. Um, where can people find you? Like if somebody wants to do a podcast with you or somebody just wants to uh, buy a mask or whatever, I know you got the big cartel dot green ant dot green com where we got we got these sweet new projects uh, dropping. Uh, they're already online, uh, but I'm still working on them. So if you want one, you can go over to greenant.bigcartel.com and find them. order one tonight. And these um, are made by hand. Are these, do you uh, make these? These are, these are made and constructed yeah. by hand. Yeah. Uh, you can see my uh, my semi-decent stitching on them. But, uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't satisfied with what was out there already. Uh, so a lot of the other makers are making them out of spandex and vinyl and you can't sanitize it as well. And so I was, well, how can I fix that? And also, you know, I've been making a lot of masks to donate. And so the money from these ones are going to be able to make more to donate. Um, awesome. So I was like, let's see, like, I know people, people might want these and if they do awesome, like I want to have them available. Um, All I can picture is you donating them and they're being like an ER full of green ant. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> uh, I, I actually did a, a whole did colony, it. if you will. I think I did a, a bunch for a local fire department um, just to have extras for them uh, to wear around the station and all that. So they're not using their, their good stuff yeah. for their ambulance calls and all that. What's cool about those for a fan too is like you can go to a wrestling show after all this is over, and that's still a way to show support to you. Uh, yes, yeah. you know um, what I mean. You don't need. I a can tell pandemic. you. Uh, once once the the pandemic ends and wrestling reopens, wearing a mask is not going to be uncool. Look at no, me. No. I wore a mask before, and we'll wear one after. I, I, <laughs> I think it's even more cool now because I can wear whatever. I can I can take this last parcel power mask out. I can I can take that. I like to wear it wherever I want, and I can cover up my face, and people don't even look at me like I'm. They don't they don't care. Like oh, that can, well, that's a bigger mask. Never mind. I, I grew up in a town where if you walked into a store with a mask, silent alarms would hit instantly. But now you need it, and unfortunately, like it's going to be needed for a long time. Especially so. if it looked like Whitey Bulger. <laughs> don't look like Whitey Bulger. <laughs> he was a like an old man. Uh, I agree, that, man. Yeah, dude, I I can't thank you enough, man. And I look forward to sitting down again here in the next six months to a year and rehashing this whole thing out. And I'm I'm throw into my anthill. Uh, and every time I do a podcast, I remember how much I love doing them, especially with you guys. Um, but like, I I. I take these, I barrel uh, radio silence. I start putting my nose to the, the grindstone to, to work on things to solve the current problems. But having a nice break to talk to two friends is always, yeah. always a hoot. I appreciate it, man. The cool yeah. thing is it's always it's a huge injection in, into the wrestling bloodstream when you're able to do this and hang out with um, two cool guys like you that just love pro wrestling and the fact that um, you know you take the time to do what you do um, put the mask on, wear the Larry Sweeney t-shirt, and just and you grind it. And just grind it like you grind it is uh, something that 
you know, in 10 years when I'm 55 and I'm sitting out there hanging out and I'm watching you um, on Monday or Wednesday nights or whenever it is, uh, I'm going to be in a place of, uh, what do they call that? Serenity, I think, mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of individuals that we've had a chance to, between Drew Gulak and Phil Debit and Natty Neidhart. And I mean, the list is endless. It's, it's, it's so invigorating, like you said, for us to sit down and watch. And don't take this the wrong way. Watch you kids go. Man, it's just <laughs> so exciting for me to see that the business is not anywhere close to slowing down or getting old, man. And Joe Bruin was in the chat earlier. Joe's the one that put on the um, the Hall of Fame last year. Mm -hmm. Yes. And obviously, he had, he canceled it. Well, I think it's postponed Post. indefinitely or he's going to do something online. But next year, I'll definitely have a table. And you guys, again, are, you know, you guys were a blast to have. As long as they can all get. All of those skits are on, not skits, but all of the things we recorded there from you guys getting caught talking to Spider-Man to you, <laughs> Gary, and Joe are all on TikTok. <laughs> Listen, as long as we can get Bill After singing and uh, singing some karaoke again this year. <laughs> <With Steve Lina. laughs> call me Steve the turtle. Call me, please. Steve the turtle singing some karaoke. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, Green Ant Man. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Love so you. Much time, man. We appreciate it. Stay yeah. safe. Have, have a good night, man. See ya. But. Dude, how cool was that? That was awesome. I cannot. I'm um, figuring this out, huh? Although me and you were fighting at one point. <laughs> oh no, we're we're still live, guys. And I just I just want to say, um, that kid's yeah. class. That kid is class. That. Do you remember Woody? Yes, that was he was in the chat tonight. I know, I saw him, dude. He from live from Ireland. I know, isn't that How crazy? Cool is that? He Woody. he stopped watching wrestling. He completely stopped watching wrestling. So the fact that he popped in was awesome. Yeah, he did still look. Green Ant's in that green room still. Huh? Green Ant's still in the green room. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that, right, that's it for this week. I'm gonna, I'll be cutting some of this over the next couple of days. Uh, this will be going out next week, and uh, you'll be able to like I've been doing the clips. If you guys like that, let us know. I've been doing short posting short clips almost every day on YouTube and posting them on Twitter and um, a couple of shorter clips go up on uh, TikTok. You can follow everywhere now because they actually changed that TikTok name everywhere. We're now three Irish boys. So with a Z with the Z guys, check out green. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's right there. It's at yeah. underscore green at underscore yeah. like this kid, this kid is everything that, everybody should aspire or want to be when it comes to not only being a human being, but being a pro wrestler. Dude. It really, I mean, I just, I enjoy sitting down with that young man and um, just talking about his adventures. It's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And we're fortunate to be able to do it. Here's something for you guys to tweet at us. During Corona, I want all of you guys um, to tweet at us. What plan you're going to take this time to make, because a lot of us get a lot of free time, to pursue your dreams. You don't have to yeah. pursue them right now, but right now is the time to come up with a plan and say, this is how I'm going to get from point A to point B. Tweet us at that, what your dreams are and how you're going to get there. I'd love to hear that. This was my dream right here. 
This was my dream. I got the last <laughs> parcel of power ever from Chikar, bro. I'm so. going on uh, greenant.bigcartel.com right now, actually. Just for the record, JP. What is that? That is Fire Ant. That, that is, is fire. the Fire Ant. That is the Fire Ant. I've seen him. Man, I've seen him in some cool, cool lakes. Cool matches. Well, just Dude, for the level. He's got a teddy bear. Huh? He had a Lucha Libre beer. A Lucha beer. Oh, sorry. Not a teddy bear. No, it's not a teddy bear. He's selling teddy bear masks. So Who if is? your kid, if if Temba's son has a, can yeah. I say her name? I just did, so it's too yeah, late. Yeah. If her son has like a builder bee, you can buy a mask for it. It's not a green ant mask, but it's a wrestling mask. Well, we need to fix that. We need to fix that immensely. But hey, folks, uh, please follow us at Three Irish Boys. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, hit us up on Facebook. Um, as always, you can um, follow me or JP or any of us at any point in time uh, if you want. But that's it. That's the broadcast. JP, you got anything to say to anybody out there? I know that's it. Thank you guys for coming in live for the questions that we had. See you next Tuesday. Uh, Woody and Leo, see you guys next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh